I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Oh, mm. and so there was obviously a drop off in smog levels around the world and CO2 levels, but it only reduced when everyone was in lockdown, right? It only reduced about six or seven percent globally, right? CO two emissions only reduced by about six or seven percent. So not a massive reduction. No, it's and not. And we were all locked away at home, right? Yeah. So then the argument came that, like, it's the massive corporations that are dumping out. It's not necessarily our cars on the road. No, that it's, are doing it's manufacturing and, and industry and, and companies and things like that. So leave our cars alone. Let's just drive because we're only making a little tiny dent. Well, I mean, most roads now are very cycle friendly. They're getting rid of a lot of roads. Yeah, there's loads of one-way streets now. If you go through town, it's a nightmare. Yeah. So it's going that way, unfortunately. Uh, But there you go. All of the details, VAT rate uh, in the hospitality sector is going down from 13.5% to 9%. So maybe if you get back into a pub, you might see that reflected in the price of a pint. Might. You might. I think people will pay it. Um, you might see that reflected in the if you're booking a trip away around the country anywhere when if and when you can um, that's I suppose mm. some good news but I think there's confusion around restaurants still and pubs that anyway FM104.ie wasn't too bad a day for now maybe next year's budget will be chaos uh, but there you go all the details on your petrol on your pints on your cigarettes things like that up on the website give you a complete breakdown so you can have an idea of how your how your wage packet's going to be um, next year I don't know when oh, some of the charges obviously the patron stuff's coming in this evening but yeah all the details up there on the way next we have got to do control alt delete a quick roundup of the latest tech size stories iPhone 12 announcement was today and also some of the other things how to hack a self-driving car and scientists over in the UK have developed a robotic arm that they hope will give you a coloss- colonoscopy one day. They're testing it out the first five people later this week. So there you go. I'm not sure if it would be something you'd be up for. But control, alt, delete. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. I just hate iPhones because as soon as you buy one, they're out of date. And the new one's always coming. And you're like, oh, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've had the iPhone 12 for like six months. Great. And now, boom, gone. You, you do get phone shamed a lot. You do get phone shamed, yeah. yeah. You know, I take out my... I mean, it's a good phone, an iPhone 8. Now, like your phone, it's cracked. The screen is cracked at the front and the back. Yeah. I also have an FM 104. You know, <clears> one of those things that you could put your thumb on. So The circular thing is yeah, you sticks onto the back of it. It's yeah. wrecked. So it looks like it's been through the mill. And then someone rocks up with the, what's the, what's the iPhone 11 was the last one? Yeah. And then it's all big and fancy and I just yeah. feel belittled. Yeah, that's it. It's... 
so yeah, it's a competition, isn't it? Really, and people love to queue up for this brand new iPhone. No, we were yeah, that's it's a, a little bit cultish, and obviously Apple people have their fans, their diehard fans, and their detractors as well. But uh, we released today, along with a few other Apple products, the iPhone 12, uh, 5G enabled, which obviously all the new phones are going to be anyway, which is like ten times as fast as 4G currently at the moment. Um, but what can you expect in the iPhone 12? Currently, will be on, on sale in Australia first. Oh, So they're okay. getting it first now compared to everyone else. 5G upgraded. Uh, interesting things. It's, uh, what is it? A six and a half inch OLED display. But you can get, there's an iPhone 12 mini. So there's a smaller one. Oh, see, I'd like that now. Because that's the one thing about the new, the phones keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And it can be very hard to like, hold the phone and get your thumb to the top left yeah. hand. It's like, what's going on here? I don't want to use my other hand. Because it's like a mini <clears> iPad <throat> as well, isn't it, most of the time? And that's funny you say that because the design is slightly, well, it's more similar to an iPad than an old phone. It's yeah. getting a little squarer. The curvy ones, the curvy corners of your iPhone 12 are gone. Getting a little more kind of rectangular, a little boxier, a little square to fit in line with the rest of the iPad things. But you can get a, a, a iPhone 12 mini that's three inches shorter than the 12. And... um still has all the exact same features because usually iPhone, the smaller ones, were less powerful and didn't have the oh, same amount of stuff. Yeah. Same phone, just slightly smaller for people who have small little hands. It's a good idea though and especially <clears throat> sometimes those bigger phones like when I had the iPhone 6S Plus, yeah. it was quite big as well and at yeah. the time people used to slag me. It was like I was carrying a brick around. You know, you're trying to answer it yeah. and you had, nearly had to use two hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy. So uh, the screen has gone from an LCD to an OLED. It's uh, 5G. It has the front camera, dual camera, 12 megapixel wide, uh, an A14 Bionic chip CPU. You can get it in the usual 64, 128, 256 gig. No word on the RAM. Apparently Apple doesn't disclose this, which is strange. You've got dual rear Cameras, 12 megapixel, 1.6 aperture, fancy. 15 hours video playback, which isn't bad. No, that's but like, good. But as soon as you start installing apps that are running in the background, that'll that's probably what collapse. Uh, what's the dimensions? 146 mil by 71 by 7.4 millimeters thick. Now, I don't know about the previous iPhones, but mine definitely is not waterproof. But this one... Water resistance. IP68 water resistance. I don't know what that means. Or I, I assume waterproof, no? Some of them can get water on it and it's fine. Uh, some of them you can use underwater. Yeah. So there's oh, a, okay. a slight difference, so I don't know. But there you go. IP68, if you want to Google what that means, great. You can get it in black, white, project red, blue and green colour options. And it's given us the dollar amount now. So it's at $13.50. What's that then in euro? Probably in around a grand, isn't it? 1100 But that's pretty similar to previous phones. But a grand. I mean, we step back and go, a grand on it a phone. It is a lot, though. It is, a, yeah. gra- a grand a year you have to pay if you want to be an Apple geek. Yeah. I know you can just throw it in your bill and you don't see it. But like, huh. And then, yeah, the iPhone 12 mini is out as well, which is pretty much the exact same specs. It's just slightly smaller, so you don't have to deal with, uh, you don't have to deal with any of the stretching in a huge, massive phone. But there you go. That's that's the latest people are going to be losing their minds over. if you think over. about it, there's not a huge difference, really. I mean, what does that have that other iPhones ha- haven't got? Uh, it has the OLED display. It has like a higher definition display and it has, it's new. It's it has, minimal, it has isn't it? 5G. It has 5G. I suppose that's the biggest thing. It's probably the fact that it has 5G is a significant difference from the old phones, just for data downloading. But as a computer processing power, yeah, probably not. Not really, yeah. No, 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 no. 
Um, but we don't have too many f- 5G masts in Dublin as of yet. Some people keep burning them down with their tinfoil hats on. We won't be able to download a movie at all. Uh, so that's the iPhone, um, the latest on the iPhone, which was announced today. Uh, moving on from that, would you be okay with going, going in, getting a colonoscopy, but getting it done by a robot? I wouldn't like any operation done by a robot. I'm not there yet in my head mentally. I would be terrified that something would go wrong and, you know, I don't know. I just wouldn't trust it fully. But I wonder though, overall, like something will eventually go wrong with a robot. Oh yeah. But something probably goes wrong with humans far more regularly. I think it's, you get used to the norm that is a human there doing the operation for you. And on you and yes things go wrong and yes they talk about the complications before you go in for an operation yeah. that's for any operation especially being put to sleep it's quite dangerous but that on top of hey there's a robot going to do your operation for you like do you meet the robot beforehand do you talk to it do you yeah you kind of, they wheel it into your bed and, yeah, it's like, and, you're like, and then it's like the two of you are going to be alone now and you're <laughs> going to be conked out so uh, you won't know what's happening but they're going to go inside you and fix yeah, the problem there so this I mean I think it's good this is being developed over in the university elites, right? They've got a robotic arm that will take the workout of, take the doctor's workout, really, and it will do this. Now, yeah. <laughs> so this is what they said, okay? This is why, you're probably thinking, why would you even think or need to do this? Mm. Problem here with gastroenterologists, right? Here's a problem. This is what the lead scientist said about this. Gastroenterologists often lose sense of where up, down, left and right is as they're making their way through your colon. Now, that's not nice to know. Yeah, so there you go. If you're going in for colonoscopy, they sometimes have no idea. They're like, I can't remember if I took a left or right there. I have no idea. Are we, am, I, am I pushing up or pushing? No Is that idea. not why there's like three or four of them in the room? Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's like a, they need to get like a little GPS thing, little Google Maps of your behind. Insights, yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's what they say, right? The algorithm that this robot uses <laughs> is looking for a black circle in the middle of the image. And the black circle is the direction where the tip of the instrument needs to go. Oh, God. <laughs> Even the thoughts of Follow that. the black hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, what, that's literally what literally it's doing. Literally, that's yeah. what they have to do. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Does that not scare the bejesus out of you? It, it kind of does, because I'm just getting images of like a factory. You know those arms that yeah. put doors on cars and stuff and welding things and I'm sparks not flying? going inside, you're yeah. just having a look. But like, if it is... It's obviously mounted with a camera and it can see yeah. where it's going and it's making the decisions. I know, I'm just not trusting it as of yet. Mm. And then of course there's going to be the issue of is it going to break down? Is it going to do something wrong? Yeah. Can people hack into it? Can people try and you know, kill you? I'm sure you can hack into anything. Whether this would be online, I don't know. But it's kind of half done. So the robot arm is there doing it but it's kind of half being controlled by a joystick with a doctor. So the doctor doesn't have to worry about steering it left and right. It's just kind of like a Lewis driver lever. It just needs to push it forward or back. You know what I mean? It just needs to move it forward or back and then it'll squirm its way around looking for that black hole. Okay, if it makes it easier and, you know, I guess doctors and stuff and surgeons get tired sometimes. They make errors themselves. If the two of them can be there working together alongside each other, that could be a good thing. Yep. Five volunteers have signed up to be the first humans to trial out robo colonoscopy. How much would you have to be paid to do this? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking like ten grand, and that's not a lot. It's not a lot. They're they're trialing it out. Yeah, they have not tried this before. Yeah, you're going to be unconscious more than likely, 
And if you're not, that's even worse. Oh, sorry, we're after... Um, don't worry, relax there. You can't feel anything, can you? <laughs> then suddenly it wears off and you can feel everything. Oh, no. And what did you do for it? 100 grand? I don't think I could do it. 100 grand, come on. No, I don't like to make any paper just, for anything. Just to have a, a colonoscopy, a robotic colonoscopy, no? I'd want to know that... It'll be grand. It's like that time that, um, you know, your hairdresser says, if you want to get your colour done on Monday, the students are coming in and you can get it for right, half okay. price, you're right? Like, yeah. you're like, yeah. But then they reassure you that they'll be also there and looking over the students. So it'll actually turn out perfectly fine because there's someone there to make sure yeah. it doesn't go wrong. I'm sure the same happens here. There's someone there to make sure nothing's going to go wrong. You would hope. You would hope. Would you do it for 100 grand? I think I would, yeah. <laughs> Hundred grand's a lot of money. I'll probably do it for fifty. I'll probably do it for twenty. Twenty grand, I'd probably depending do it for. on the time of the month. You know, when we're poor. Uh, oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean that. Takeaway night, was it? Get away no, from your just... period pads, for God's sake. No, I mean in terms of payment. Right. You might do it for less. A lot less. <laughs> fifty Fair or enough, I'm like yeah, twenty quid. Uh, yeah, let's just do this. Let's get it over and done with. Happy days. So there you go. Five brave human volunteers on the edge of progress are going to be testing this out are going to have robo arm inside them and then they'll see it could become they could be rolling this out now in clinics around the world so I'm going to watch this with open eyes and the only thing open in fairness you know everything else be closed fairly tight now uh, okay moving on to the next story uh, it's turns out it's incredibly easy to hack self-driving cars now when I say hack it's caused them to do something that you do not want them to do now, and potentially causing them to crash into other cars See, this is what scares me. But there's no country that is using self-driving cars where they're totally in control. As well, in where the Teslas are. They're not totally, though. I mean, you have to be there. You have to be. You can't just fall asleep. Like it's not. But some of them are. There was a guy you. a week or two ago who was arrested because he was asleep behind his wheel and the oh, car yeah, was driving. I do remember that actually. Loads of people doing that. They, they. I know they're not fully self-driving yet, but they're pretty, pretty autonomous, as they'd say. So now people are able to hack in. Now they've tried to hack in car- cars before. This is a different way of causing a crash or causing the car to do something because what these hackers have tried to do, so this is a, what Israeli security teams have figured out how to trick self-driving cars, how to trick them into slamming on the brakes out of nowhere. And you might think, oh, oh you're going to have to hack into the car, you're going to have to wirelessly do it. And they were like, no, no, no. It's much easier than that. Much easier to get the car to slam on the brakes by hacking the road signs that the car is driving on. Oh, so what they've done is they found that because the car has radar and cameras rolling 24-7 to kind of look for things. Yeah. And this is where it's going to get really interesting because all they did was hack the digital billboard and replaced it with a stop sign. So the car was driving down a motorway oh and for a second saw a stop sign slammed on the brakes. Oh my God. So technically you could get a stop sign, like a freestanding make your own stop sign and go out onto the side of the road on the M50 if they were driving and put it out and the car will see that and see it as a stop sign and just slam the brakes on. You're doing 100, 120 kilometres an hour and all of a sudden, boom. That's dangerous. Someone goes straight into the back of you. So they were like, you probably don't even need to hack. They were hacking digital billboards mm-hmm. and putting up stop signs and then causing all the self-driving cars. I found that they could do this. But you could just, just as easy do it with a normal road sign and just put it on the side of the road and just cause carnage and chaos. Can you turn it to manual, manual mode? If say if it is self driving and you're just sitting back and you know you're letting it go mm. and whatever, can you then go? There's something wrong. I need to go back into. I think as soon as you hit any of the controls, you get full control, control over. Okay. I think yeah. I haven't driven any of them. I know some of them. You know, like if you have cruise control mm. uh, and a few of the new 
cars, Volkswagens and Beamers and Audis have them. Like they'll slow down at a car in front of you if they see it coming because of that weird radar stuff. I don't know if uh, the Teslas and stuff, if it is self-driving, that you can just take back control quickly. I'd imagine you can. And obviously if that happened, I don't think it would stop. But then there's the other thing of if you're even in manual mode, because if you're driving, if you've assisted braking, I think in some of the cars, if a car slams on ahead of you, it'll brake before you can brake. Yes. So that's obviously a good thing in those situations. But if you're driving and someone just pops out a stop sign out of nowhere, is it going to hit the brakes? Yeah, you'd hope so. But but no, but like, if it does hit the brakes, you're causing a crash. Someone's going to straighten the back of you. You know what I mean? If you're Sorry, driving yeah, down yeah. driving down the motorway and someone just sneaks out a stop sign on the side of the road and the car sees that, it's just going to slam on the brake. Sorry, yes, the stop signs and stuff, yeah. That can be that could be detrimental really, wouldn't it? So that'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, they'll have to try and do something about that, change it up so that they can they know Well, that's it. How do you tell the difference between a real yes, and a fake stop sign? They don't actually. I know. This is why it's so, such an easy hack and such a difficult mm. one to, to figure out. So, and they've done this with a, the team that was doing this. They did this to a Tesla that was running the company's autopilot, the latest version of the auto, autopilot, and got again it to slam on the brakes just by flashing an image of a stop sign for a fraction of a second on a digital billboard. They were able to get it to slam on. So, um, maybe they figured out how to differentiate between stop signs and real ones. I don't think they have, but that'll be an interesting one. To see how that goes. Yeah, I'm not getting in a car that's self-driving no. <laughs> until no. they sort that problem out. I know, it'd be a little bit scary, all right. Uh, and now, are we in a... Uh, we talked a little bit earlier on about phones, by the way. The latest latest research to come out of Denmark has suggested that if you were a student, whether you're in college or whether you're in school, and, you know, obviously you probably get in a lot of trouble for having your phones in school. We chatted earlier about the uh, principal we got on the show before who makes the students put phones in a box in their locker, not just in their locker, but in a case a clear case on the outside of their locker so you can see that you've actually put your phone away and mm. there you go, right? It turns out that uh, using your phones in class will not have a negative impact on your grades. And this is a study of 470 university students tracked over two years. I don't think that schools are now going to go, we're going to look at that study and agree that yes, they're not going to cause any issues. Out, lads. They're not going to tell people they can bring their phones in. I think. Well, listen, you in an evidence-based approach to education and learning, turns out that if you're going to be distracted and if you're bored in the class, it doesn't matter whether you have your phone with you or not. You'll stare out the window. You'll stare into space. You'll be talking with your mates. There's numerous ways that you can be distracted. And phones, apparently, according to this study done over in Denmark, uh, this study has suggested that it's no more negative for you than just being normally distracted in class looking out the window. So I, I say, you know, if you're a student in school or you're in, in a lecture hall, you can be that annoying student and kind of say, well, actually, based on the latest evidence, I'm allowed to have my phone in. No, I totally agree with that, that, you know, if you're going to be bored, you're going to be bored. But if you know you've got your phone in your pocket, you're going to obviously, out of habit, pick it up and, know, and check yeah. it every few minutes. I think there, um, I'm kind of glad that I had a dodgy phone. Not dodgy phone. We didn't have smartphones. No, we when didn't. When we were in school. Oh, in my day, you only had a Back 2G. God, no. 2000, when did I finish school? 2007. Yeah. I didn't have internet on my phone, which was tragic now. I would have had a great time. I know, yeah. Would have got all the answers correct. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? It is a shame. But anyway, there you go. That latest study shows that you're actually perfectly fine um, using your phone. It's not going to negatively affect your grades whatsoever, which goes kind of flies in the face of what most 
people think and what other kind of research is showing about the destruction, the destruction nature of phones in the class. Final one. Do you believe that we are living in a simulation? I mean, you mentioned this earlier on and now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of makes sense. Mm. Like it's so surreal living in 2020 that it can't be real. Yeah, maybe this is just a weird simulation that they're running and life isn't actually taking place right now. This is the, the real life version of The Sims that yeah. we're all in a simulation. So back in 2003, a Oxford philosopher, Nick Bostrom, so he laid out he suggested this. He was like, we might be living in a, uh, a simulation. And he came up with three arguments that he said one of these three is, could be true. He said, one, civilizations usually go extinct before developing the capability of creating real life or like simulations like this, right? So we would kill ourselves and wipe ourselves out before we ever got to that age of, stage of advancement. Mm. Second scenario, he said, could be true. Advanced civilizations will usually have no interest in creating reality simulations. So maybe that's what we're living in right now. That we're advanced, but we're never really going to create a fully-fledged matrix, for want of a better word. Third one, he's like, we're almost certainly living inside a computer simulation. So they were his three things, uh, his three kind of hypotheses. He was like, either one, we are going to go extinct before we create the abilities or the technology to be able to do a real-life simulation. Two, um we don't care about creating a matrix for ourselves or three, we're in the middle of a matrix right now. Okay, what are you going with? I'm definitely going with three. Uh, I'm going to go with, I would kind of err on the side of two. I don't think we'd, we'd bother at all. Oh, I think we're too lazy, but I do think mm, at yeah. the same time, we're probably in this weird video game that we just don't know we're in yet. I think we'll get to a point where we'll all wear VR headsets and because we're now remote dialing into work, and everyone hates Zoom. We're yeah. going to have virtual reality meetings and then you'll be able to change how you look. And but like that movie, what was that movie with Bruce Willis in it? He was in an avatar body. He was in like, everyone had a second or third body that you could dial into and then you'd go and do your stuff. So you were remote working technically. You were physically were still at home. And then you connected with your way hotter, more handsome, you know, non-balding machine thing. And then you'd go out and do your stuff. So the machine would go out. What was the name? Does anyone know the name of that movie that I'm on about? Bruce so you kind of had a it. clone-ish. Yeah, you had a clone robot and you went out, you stayed in, you dialed, you stayed in bed, you put your little headset on, you dialed into it and then you went out and did your thing. Like Maybe we'll get there. I think we'll probably get there. Because, Do you think so? Because everyone hates Zoom meetings. Everyone hates remotely working and they're insane. But if you Then you, you could, don't know who's who and, and yeah. if you're present or not. Well, you, you, you are just not in your physical form. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's a weird thing to think about. Uh, what was the name of that movie? Anyone know the name of that movie? Bruce Willis was in it. I think it was he a cop or something. I just remember someone getting shot and then they disconnected loads of the machines and loads of them died suddenly. And Anyway, that was the machine. Anyway, this guy seems to think it is, but <coughs> a new um, university professor has turned out and said, he has said that it's essentially, there's a 50-50% chance that we are living right now in a simulation. That that's what he thinks. That he is kind of agreeing to this with a certain degree of probability. He's an astronomer and he was like, you know what, after crunching the numbers, it's about a 50% chance that... And is he saying that's a bad thing? We're not really saying it's a bad thing. He's just saying it could be true. I mean, does there have to be an ending to this? You know, in most video games or simulated worlds, there's a there's an end. What How mean? does it end? 
Oh yeah, yeah, I know. What's the point of it? What's the point of it? Yeah. What's the levels? Are we ever going to complete the final boss? Maybe this is the final level. Maybe we're in pandemic level. Maybe this is it, and now we get to utopia once we defeat COVID. I think we're actually in the first level. (laughs) I think it's level one, and that's going to get harder and harder as the levels go. (laughs) We we eradicate this, and we're like, ah, thank God, and then suddenly something something. Here's the bubonic plague. Yeah. No, that would do my head in. Can you imagine? So anyway, this is what he said. He said basically that there is a 50-50% chance. Uh, David Kipping is the gentleman's name. He had a look at the numbers and he was uh, trying to figure them out and worked probabilities. And this guy has said that, you know what? Uh, he's an astronomer from Columbia University. He said it's a 50-50% chance that none of this is real and that we're all in the middle of a simulation right now. You know, if you said this to me last year, this time last year, I'd be like, haha, that's funny. It's not funny anymore. We are living in a simulation. 50% chance. No, I, I don't think we are. I know you can go down a weird, a weird wormhole and you can watch a few too many YouTube videos and you're like, but how oh, would you but, know? And yeah, then, you, yeah. you know, the first time you watch The Matrix where you're like, everything is just an electronic impulse in your brain. Because technically when you hit your hand or your leg, you know, you're like, I feel it in my leg. But technically the signal sent to your brain, you feel everything in your brain. Mm. That's why when you dream about certain things, you feel as if you're falling or you feel as if, but you're not. You're not on a beach. It's, a brain not, it's you. your brain It's your brain's all in your brain. So could someone hijack that? Link you to a computer? So we, what we think is free will right now isn't. What we think is life. If we're just, we're just all in the matrix, man. Can they do that in like 90 years when we're gone? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're prepared for this. But maybe you were programmed to act and respond like that. To make it more real, you know. God. Give them more human reaction. And maybe oh. history never existed. And maybe there's Maybe there's millions of other people in millions of different worlds living different realities. That we're all technically on Earth, but we're experiencing one version of the world that we're giving in this simulation, but somebody else next door to us is in a completely different game of the world. That would make a fantastic science fiction movie. Uh, um, yeah, it's probably been done. And then two people wake up from literally different worlds yeah. and they're like, what? What, yeah. Does no one know the name of that movie with Bruce Willis in it, who's like the robo thing no no cannot think it's of like that movie I haven't seen it definitely not it is it is kind of it's a good movie it's a good extension of what I think is going to happen anyway and what's that like again how is it going you know to the end? way we you know the way we all love filtering our pictures on Instagram yeah. so you look better than what you are yeah you make that more real life by having a robot that looks exactly like you except your perfect self that you're able to give abs to like but, the perfect size boobs you want, the perfect size mm-hmm, that you want. But then everybody's going to look the same. Well, not, go- well, not everyone would want to look the same. You know, some people want... Okay, everyone's going to perfect. There you go, yeah. Everyone will look their version of perfect. That'll still be different. But like your your real self at home that never leaves is a fat slob. But your outer robo body that you're dialing into is uh, how you've always wanted to be. And you'd never need to step foot inside a gym. Think about it, right? So who who's entertaining the fat slob then? No one. Are you just on your own? Oh yeah, but this guy, Bruce Willis was married to somebody else and they were they both had their like... So they're both slobs. Bodies. Yeah, they're had... both ugly, ugly people. But they had their robos. Their, their robots. What was it called? Oh, it's 7, 6, 7, 9, 7, 1, 4. I can't remember. It wasn't a great movie, I don't think. But I think that's where we're going to go. Eventually. You'll get your robot and it'll technically be safer because if you get hit by a bus... You'll be grand. You'll be grand, yeah. But you'd be so jealous of your robot self. You would, but you're dialing into it and you can feel everything. It would like being us right now. You'd feel everything, you'd taste everything. Ah, that's so confusing and weird. Yeah. Be having robo-sex with people and it would just be like, 
odd, but... So you'd just be kind of like zapping into them? Yeah, dialing into them. Dialing in yeah. while you're sitting at home. And you have your VR goggles on, being the robot. Weird. Yeah. What is if it? anyone remembers the name of that, let us know, because I kind of want to watch it now. Yeah, it's, it's like... Watch when you've nothing really else to watch, because it's grand. Yeah, okay. It's not great. Bruce Willis, he's a robot police officer, man. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, 0876797104. Anyway, that's Control Out Delete for this week. Here's Dermot... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Thank you to whoever texted that in about the Bruce Willis movie Surrogates. Oh. You've never seen it? Never even heard of it, to be honest. And released in 2009. An old science fiction movie, Surrogates. Yeah, so you have a surrogate robo body that looks perfect, has beautiful hair, is chiselled. Uh, and you don't, you, know, you don't need to go to the gym or anything because it's a robo body. And then you dial into that from your bed and you can be a disgusting lazy slob who doesn't do anything doesn't look after yourself because you've put all your money into a beautiful surrogate so you leave the house now you dial into that it's technically a robot it's a copy of you but a better copy of you and then you go not a great movie but like kind of worth a watch maybe kind of I definitely will watch it but it's mad that that was obviously released in 2009 and where we are now that that could be a reality Oh yeah, that's you'd never have thought it back then that's what's going to be happening, lads. We're going to be dialing into robo-bodies and going to work. Because here's the thing, robo-bodies can't get sick. They can't get COVID. They can't, actually. They're go. invincible. They can get knocked down. They'll In any danger, yeah. they're fine. Now, I know you'd have to bring them back, but you just have you just disinfect it on the way into the house and you're fine. Oh, yeah. Job done. Don't be worrying about it. Happy you don't days. have to leave the house, is what you're saying. You don't have to leave the house. It's kind of like what we're doing right now, you know? You can't really leave the house unless it's for essential business purposes only. There you go. Thank you for that. Surrogates is the name of the movie. It's a net movie. I'm looking at it here. The reviews online, 6.5 out of 10, 6, 37% on Rotten Tomatoes says it all. Okay. So it's not great. It's shite. Let's be honest. <laughs> but bad. still, I mean, if it's out there to watch, you might as well. We're going to have to start going through a backlog of stuff because nothing's being released. I know. James Bond movie's been pushed back till next year. I, what was it? What, did, what was the last movie I saw in the cinema? Oh yeah, it was the the one that didn't get great reviews. Christopher I didn't Nolan's see it. one, Tenet. Yeah, Tenet. Uh, that was when the cinemas were open there for a while, and there was all these trailers and movies that were coming up, and I was like, oh yes, October, Finally. November, it's going to be James Bond. We get to see that. No, no. everything's pushed back, unfortunately. And now Disney has apparently reorganised its entire structure to focus on streaming. That's not, very not, sad. And not cinema releases. That's very, very sad. Very sad. I was thinking there the other day, right? A lot of people are starting to obviously work from home. So mm. I've converted a little room into a little office. So you have a dedicated so office space, yeah. right? Job done. Mm. Then I was like, if the lockdown four comes in, right? Phase four, yeah. Sorry, yeah, level phase part four mm. of the lockdown. The gyms are closed in level four. Yes, they are. So that means like, that's really annoying. Because the one thing I really, at least you get to do something and go out and just, exercise and get something done but uh, would more people then be like I'm just going to build a little home gym out the back garden and buy like a few weights and a little weight rack you might have to that's what I'm saying you might have to so are we just building little I mean think of that long term everyone's just going to be doing everything in their gaff for the rest of their lives not for the rest of their lives but you know what I mean everyone's working from home you're going to exercise from home you're going to cook from home you can't really go away and I was just like oh is that where we're because part of me was Kind of like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy some weights and we'll just do some stuff at home. And then I was kind of like, long term, I was like, that's really miserable. It's horrible to think of, but I do I do believe that if they bring in level four slash level five, it will be for less time than we were in beforehand. So 
you know, it could be two weeks. Do you really want to be setting up your equipment and your little studio for working out if it's going to just be two weeks? It is annoying if that happens. But I think I think the difference between level four and five is level five is 2K. You cannot go outside your 2K. Level five is you're not allowed to even think of leaving your house. If they find out that you're thinking about doing nice things, they'll come around and just shoot you. That's no, it. level four is 5K. And I think level five is 2K. It's back to, to full lockdown like yeah, we have yeah, to start here. Oh, depressing. We- Fingers crossed it won't happen. Uh, fingers crossed it won't happen. Uh, the numbers were fairly high again today, up on F104.8. Not, not as high as yesterday. Too then. bad. It might have been higher than yesterday. I uh, don't think it was. N- well, 811 today, but not too high in Dublin. So yeah, that's Dublin what I meant. Sorry, kind of levelling out a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So, yeah, we'll hopefully keep that up and keep that going. Um, and then, yeah, job done. We won't be doing that. But no, that's what I was saying. It's just, it, it'd be, you know, if, it's great. It's handy. It's the work from home thing, which is a bit, bit of crack. Yeah when you can do it but now if you're exercising from home and doing everything from home that'll that'll get really miserable after oh, yeah. a while 100% I've never actually really felt more alone claustrophobic and alone being at home yeah I have to say I remember we used to laugh about you know it'd be great to have a four day week and we need to bring this in and spend more time at home and bed and then you're like now people would do anything to get out of their house I know anything just not come back to the office just get out of the house and go to the cinema yeah go somewhere or the pub yeah like you're on your summer holidays again. Yeah, that'd be nice. Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, thanks. Thanks, Darren, for that text. Surrogates. Uh, what we, we, Oh, yeah. How long is too long to leave food out before it'll kill you? Now, this is terrifying, right? You know, as a student, and probably I'm still in that kind of mindset of yeah. not really knowing how to cook. I don't know how to store food. I don't know when you're meant to put things in the fridge and leave it out. You know, if I was cooking a dinner, which happens twice a year, and I bulk cook because there's only one of me to cook yeah. for. And I leave out the stuff probably overnight. I forget to put it in the fridge. And then the next day I'll just whip it in the fridge and hope for the best. And I'll eat it. Pasta is a different story, apparently. I have done this before where I've eaten pasta that's kind of probably been left out in a, in like a lunchbox thing but for I thought, a day or so. I would have thought pasta is grand. No. I, uh, just chicken. Chicken and, and meat maybe is always a bit dodgy because you're like, oh, but other than that, I would have thought... No, nothing's too dangerous. Do you know what the worst thing is, apparently? Reheating rice. If you don't cook rice properly, reheated, that can literally kill, kill you. you. Yeah. Can, can it actually? It has some like weird bacteria stuff that literally is really? detrimental to your health. Yeah. So don't reheat rice a couple of times. Well, you can, but you have to, I mean, have a piping hot and then let it kind of cool down if you're going to eat it. You'll die. Yeah, seriously. It carries some disease thing. But also, the same goes for pasta. So a guy over in Belgium left his pasta out, so cooked, bulk cooked for the week. Standard. Yeah, he was obviously on a budget and put everything in his lunch boxes and stuff like that. Day five, now he didn't put it in the fridge, but day five, oh, that's an important. he reheated his pasta with the tomato sauce. He did apparently tell someone it tasted a bit weird, but assumed it was the tomato kind of sauce. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Aussie put a new sauce in it. I died. He actually died died from this, yeah. From leftover pasta. From pasta that was not refrigerated properly and five days old. Oh, God. Yeah. But that's what they were saying, that maybe, you know, home economics should be taught in school, in all schools. Like mandatory kind of core subject. Yeah. I definitely didn't learn that and I did home ec. That's scary. Yeah, very scary. But is there anything that you've ever like... I Re- nearly, reheated or cooked in bulk and just left uh, not, not in bulk the only thing I keep doing is trying to be quote unquote good and the only thing that I do with the veg that I buy is throw it out five days later because so it all annoying. goes off I did the same two packets of veg today it all gone off I was like oh, for so God's sake you open up something and it's just swimming it's furry it's I furry know. and it's looking at you like right, that has to go out so that's the only thing I've done I've nearly uh, not killed myself once but I might have mentioned this before I stupidly, I don't even know why I did this, turned off the freezer. There was a second freezer in the house. This is when I was in college, so there was a second oh, freezer in the house. Yeah. And there was loads of chicken in that that I had that. So it turned out it was off for a while. The freezer had been turned off for a couple of hours. Did and it start I, to smell though? No, I just turned the freezer back on. And then a few days later, I cooked the chicken that was oh, in it. Oh no. And this was the morning before one of my final exams. And I got up and I rushed out to the bathroom and I was sitting there on the toilet and I broke out into a cold sweat. And then I collapsed and fell over the toilet. I fell over the, the bathroom and I woke up a few minutes later and I had no idea where I was. Oh, you know when you wake up in a panic? I had no idea where I was. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea what was oh, going on. was this on. soon after you ate the chicken? This was the day after. The day after? Yes, yeah, so the day after. This was the morning of one of my final exams. And I just collapsed in the toilet. And I woke up and I was like, okay, well. Oh my God. And did they say it was food poisoning? Obviously it was. They? I didn't go to the... You didn't go to a doctor or no, anything? No, Did you not? Did you no. do the exam? Yeah, nailed it. Got first. What? <laughs> You're such a nerd. Yeah, nailed it. It's your food poisoning nerd. <laughs> Puking in the back. <gasps> oh, no, that was, was the worst. Broke out into a cold sweat and then just fainted. Passed out. Bet you never did that again? Uh, no, probably. No, no, never did that again. No, see, so you remember. hasn't gotten too much better, but my God, yeah. That, that was it. Didn't go to the doctor. I don't think you need to. Because, oh... That was rough though. I've never had oh. food poisoning. I've witnessed someone with very, very bad food poisoning that they mm. got from a burger that just wasn't cooked properly. And yeah. I mean violently ill during yeah. the night. Ugh, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah nothing worse. No. Uh, you can let us know. Always seven six seven nine seven one four. The most disgusting food poisoning stories you've ever had. Because there you go, watch out for your pasta. A gentleman over in Belgium died after leaving it out for five days. I mean, okay, put it in the fridge. I know, but you know, as a student, you might not I have know, the room. Yeah. It's a small fridge, yeah, and you true, just leave true. it out. Just four years trying to pack into one fridge, it's a little bit awkward. Uh, on the way, we still have to go to uh, Bruno Boucher. 
Beautiful name, uh, Bruno Boucher. He, if you're struggling to get up in the morning, this caffeine concoction he has gotten will blow the head off you. Especially if you've been on coffee for a while now, because you do build up a tolerance to caffeine. Uh, so like two or three coffees doesn't give you the same high. You're always chasing the purple dragon of caffeine. He's come up with the most powerfully, insanely uh, ridiculous caffeine milkshake that he has and swears by um, to kind of get you up and awake in the morning. We'll get the ingredients off and we'll see... <laughs> See if we'll be able to handle it and we'll have a chat with him shortly as well. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. And uh, joining us on the line now is a man who I, I thought I was bad for the whole coffee situation. It was something, now I've tried to get it under control over the last number of years, but if you think you drink too much caffeine, I guarantee you this next gentleman that you're going to hear from is just knocking you out of the park when it comes to this. Um, <laughs> we're delighted to welcome onto Room 104 this evening, Bruno Boucher, sir. How are you? Hey, Cormac, Sasha, good evening. You're alive, which is great to hear. Yeah, but I mean, look, listen to my voice, hardly. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm not seeing Christmas. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Can you just talk us through what exactly you've been doing? Yeah, sure. It doesn't even sound that bad. But, I mean, look, it, it's basically just, uh, yes, sort of like uh, pimping out my coffee. So um, uh, I, I have two shots of espresso. I throw in a can of Red Bull. Um, I get uh, a 1,000 milligrams of taurine and about um, uh, half a milligram of tyrosine, which is kind of like a, a dietary supplement that, that bodybuilders use for like alertness, attention, and focus. Uh, and I have that every morning, and uh, yeah, I seem, I seem to be performing pretty well. Okay, now, how long have you been doing this for? Probably, probably the past uh, 10 years. Oh, ten years! Oh well, now I'm yeah. not too terrified because I would have thought you've only been doing it for six days, and then we'll ring you next week, and we'll get the awkward phone call. He didn't make it; uh, his heart exploded out of his chest while he was uh, mid-job, and it just it just didn't work out. Oh, I'm kind of I'm a little bit more relaxed now that I've heard that this has been going fine for for quite a while. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it would have been so funny if if. You know, it was obviously we, we teed up this phone call if, you know, my wife was in tears and she was like, oh, no, I, don't, I can't believe you're calling. It's not exploding. Oh. And just playing like uh, funeral songs in the background as if you were in the church being buried. And we were like, well, this is the most awkward conversation we have ever had. <laughs> yeah, can you pass the phone over to the widow, please? Yeah. Oh God, lads, come on! This is not funny. Can, Bruno, can you just can you just explain why you're doing this every morning? Yes, because look, I I, I think um, look, hang on two seconds. You're both coffee drinkers, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I well, like the idea of not. drinking coffee. She's not. Yeah, she's lying to you right yeah. now. She's, oh, she's a I, I see. Look, I, I don't <laughs> know if 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 you're like me. Every time you need your coffee to get kind of like uh, more and more potent, right? Like, the, the, you know, one coffee doesn't yeah. do it. So you kick it up to two. Before you know it, you know, you're under bridges looking for, you know, ooh, that even better coffee. And so, I don't know, over time I just, you know, I was fiending for a stronger and stronger coffee. And I just found that that combination of weird things that I found on Google uh, seemed to be working well as uh, my morning pick me up. Um, now, is that the only... Well, I suppose, have you had any side effects from this? Because I used to 
you know, when I was in a previous life working early mornings as well, I, I can never eat anything in the mornings because I'm like, would I rather have 10 minutes extra in bed or eat something? And I'm taking bed every second and, and every single chance that I would get. But after like the fourth or fifth coffee, I would usually start getting, the you know, the coffee shakes and the coffee jitters where it'd be real like, oh, God, but have you experienced anything similar or any negative side effects from the coffee milkshake that you're throwing into yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. Look, I do go... I, I do uh, about six or seven number twos during the day, which is probably a bit too many. But but the, wow. but, but, the, but there's such good phone, uh, there's such good games on your mobile phone that like I don't know, it's kind yeah. of a pleasure to, to to take fifteen minutes, you know, every 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 few hours, you know, to just uh, try to set a new score or whatever, or just find out what's in the news, catch up with friends. What's everyone eating? Yeah, it's good. Now, have you gone to a doctor and and checked your bloods and stuff? Like, is everything on course? Well, I'm still alive and I'm 34 years old, so I must be doing something right. Um, like, have you aged horribly? Like, are you 34 but you look 78? Yeah, I, I, to be fair, I have lost all my hair. I do have a big nose. Uh, and I have a hideous personality, so I, I could probably blame uh, what I'm drinking on that, yeah. I think it's always good to have a crutch like that so that, you know, you have an excuse. And, and other people have an excuse for your bad behaviour as well, where they're like, listen, Bruno, he, don't touch him, he hasn't had his coffee yet. And then when you do have your coffee, they can say like, well, Bruno's being a bit of a dick because he uh, he's had too much of his coffee, at least. So you could kind of work Yeah, that's genius. Way, so. I, I love that. I didn't even think of that. But that's fantastic. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of positive solutions solutions with this as well. But uh, do you uh, after this, right? I know your day is obviously pretty busy because you work in in radio as well. We know how insanely hectic that can be, and then obviously the several toilet breaks are going to crunch your time down um, <laughs> pretty pretty tightly. But do you have any additional caffeine throughout the day, or is it this? What is it? It's the double shot of espresso, a can of Red Bull, uh, the taurine that you put into it as well. Is there any additional caffeine throughout the day? Yeah, I, I probably end up having another uh, uh, six coffees uh, during the day on top of that, mostly just uh, in long black form. So it ends up being, you know, a double shot kind of a thing. Now, have you ever noticed, obviously you've been doing this for 10 years, that there's come a point where it's not enough for you you just want more and more and more I know where you're heading with it but uh, I don't make enough money to get onto coke so um, (laughs) uh, for now it's just going to have to be coffee yeah that's good to know obviously obviously (laughs) fair enough we'll get you in another six years maybe and after you've done your VH1 behind the music documentary and you've had you know the downturn and you've recouped from it we can talk about the highs and lows which will be uh, Interesting. And then we could start a fear campaign that caffeine is a gateway drug and that your kids shouldn't be doing it. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Oh, no, I, I, I love that. But, you know, it's funny because, the, the, you know, there are a couple of articles written about this uh, crazy coffee uh, that, that I make. And uh, I've, I've had a couple of people hit me up and they were like, oh, my partner died from drinking energy drinks and i was like oh um shit sorry i know i was gonna ask are people kind of offering you alternative healthier ways of perking up like you know having an apple instead of a coffee or some kind of weird juice thing (laughs) Uh, no they've just been complaining saying ha ha you won't see uh christmas 
you know, I mean, that's nice, I suppose. But that's also something that I'd do as well if I heard of some arrogant person, you know, <laughs> carrying on like the way I am. Um, no, I mean, it's something that we're going to definitely have to try cautiously at some stage. It's, I know you've, kind of, you've labelled it Bruno's Brain Buster, which is the perfect name for it. Can you quickly go through the ingredients again, just so, you know, we can uh, get it correct and right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, 550 milligrams of tyrosine, which is... Uh, you know, for uh, alertness and attention and focus, and then a thousand milligrams of taurine. Uh, you know, that's just this uh, kind of amino acid that they put in uh, yeah. in energy drinks. And then two shots of espresso, and finally a can of Red Bull. You mix all that together, and um, you, you you should be uh, pretty switched on. Now, do you sleep at night, or do you find it hard to sleep? Uh, no, no, I just stare at a blank wall, just uh, <laughs> waiting for everyone else to to wake back up. So, yeah, you, you can't... I'm kidding, of course. Because <laughs> I'd be wired. I have a cup of tea before bed and I'm up till four in the morning. Oh, that's so sweet. No, I sleep. <laughs> well, listen, well, that's good to hear. I think we're going to have to seriously try this at one stage. We'll test it out during the week we'll, we'll, and we'll report back to you, uh, Bruno, as to how, how we felt. Like, I would drink... I'm drinking a coffee right now. I've had three or four throughout the day as well. So I'm fairly accustomed to it so but this thing might blow the absolute head off me but um for i know you've i think you've posted a, this like some of the ingredients some of the things up on your Insta- instagram and i know we're calling you at, at an ungodly hour over where you are at the moment as well so listen before we let you go would you mind plugging your insta and then um we'll go and get these ingredients together and see how we get on yeah i'd love to know how you guys go with it that'll that'll be fantastic i mean you know as we were laughing about beforehand it would kind of be funny if one of you dropped dead from it. Um, but, um, Thanks. Uh, well, you know, it's just uh, entertainment and radio and woo-hoo, craziness. Everyone, um, everyone loves an emotional story. You know what I mean? That they always work well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, look, I'm on Instagram, uh, Bruno B. Boucher. Um, yeah, like, hit me up if, you know, you, you also had a partner that dropped dead from uh, energy drinks to complain about, you know. Me being a bad influence. Brilliant. We always need bad influences, and, and for the parents to complain, we will send them you, your way. But listen, uh, Bruno Boucher, thanks a million for popping on. And as soon as we will let you know how we get on with your uh, brain buster milkshake. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are great. Have a good one. Dublin's hit music. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 